0: A lot of Canadians in Florida, yeah, more than you think. How do you know how many I think? I think there's a billion Canadians in Florida. So less than you think. You have a misconception of the population of the Earth and the size of Florida. Probably, but that's better than having a
1: misconception about two little Canadians.
0: wanted to talk about funny music videos because we watch you know obviously which kind of goes without saying we see a lot of music videos and i was just sort of noticing the other day how much humor or even like overtly kind of jokey videos how how prevalent that is i don't know if it outweighs it but in terms of like the categories of music videos i would say that A, it's a very large category, but B, it's probably the most watched and enjoyed music video type. Um, And there's two types I'm talking about here. One of them is the serious song with a funny music video. Uh, Example would be um, Beastie Boys, Sabotage. The video is comedic. Um, And then we have something like a funny song. Where the video is, you know, goes goes along with that, like the Lonely Island stuff. Um,
1: yeah, Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concorde. Exactly. Tenacious D or uh, right. Garfunkel and Oates.
0: Garfunkel uh, and Oates. Yeah, there's there's another one. Um, I think it kind of uh, goes along with it's it's. I think it's a, those ones especially. I mean, obviously, yeah. There's a lot of funny music videos out there, but I think the ones that are the kind of hybrid, funny song, funny. Video, you know, we have them on the site. I guess some people can make a um, can make an argument that maybe a lot of them, some of them sh- shouldn't be there or should be considered real music videos in some sense. But I think those are some of the most popular and some of the most like widely watched ones. What are
1: some of the ones that you would say that people would say that aren't real music videos?
0: I mean, think of something like "Dick in Dick in a Box." I mean, is that a music video or is that a skit on Saturday Night Live? You know? Yeah, that's a good point. I am I, I'm of the opinion that that's a music video. I call that a music video. I agree, but, uh, but I think where it comes from is is important because, I mean, at that point, the low like, like let's say, um, Lazy Sunday, right? So that was that was made specifically for Saturday Night Live where would you where would you put
1: uh I'm on crack
0: I would put that in a definitely in the a definitely in the music video category No but I mean
1: where would you put it as far as like is that a funny song or is that a real
0: song I think it's well, I think there's an important distinction to make between f- like a comedy song and a novelty song and I'm not saying no- novelty in a derogatory way but I think all artists have you know elements in the song they're kind of novelties so that you know the novelty hooks so the idea you know that in that song it's the i'm cr- i'm on crack part you know i'm but sure it, all their, all their songs yeah. don't have that element to it
1: well i don't know if you look at the lyrics and stuff i mean have you listened to other songs by the left rights i mean if uh i mean uh Mike Diva was talking about the guy like drinks his own pee on stage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and like even not just the I'm on crack part, but like the lyrics, uh, you know, it's just like, which motherfucker is want to start shit? And like Asian people love golf. It's like not real, not real stuff, you know. So maybe I'm thinking that they're more of like a, I don't know, I think that's a third category even. Mm hmm. Because the left rights I I I have a feeling I haven't listened to any of their other stuff either, but I have a feeling that they're they're more of like uh like their their lyrics probably have some some weird elements to them, but uh not 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 necessarily jokey, mm-hmm. but maybe like a no, they might be a full novelty kind of band that just does crazy shit like that.
0: I think that's something that's been opened up to more uh, to be more acceptable in music because of. Of, of, of rap because you know a lot of rap songs now you know and for a while have sort of like you know rap's kind of a a, a medium where you can kind of tell jokes as part of or or you know that's kind of part of yeah, the so, game well, making I mean, punch, puns and things like that
1: punch punch lines is a yeah. terminology that's used to talk about you know, like uh, there's like a uh, quote unquote punchline rapper, which is like it's just a rapper that uses a lot of similes and metaphors, basically, mm-hmm. um, like like
0: uh, somebody like a punchline rapper would be like fabulous right. or, or Lloyd Banks. One that I like is the opening track off My Beautiful Dark Tested Fantasy, which everybody you know, everybody says is like, you know, the um, "Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band of rap. But even on something like that, where there's a lot of serious stuff. A few things, like number one, and one of the first things he says in the entire album, off the the first track, um, I can't remember what the name of it, Dark Dark Fantasy or something like that. Um, he has that line, the uh, too many Urkel's on your team, that's why your wind's low. And he says it with a lot of earnestness. Yeah. And, and he's got a lot of lines like that. But the, in the middle of the album, there's a whole monologue by Chris Rock, which is hilarious. but oh, yeah. Like, this really kind of emotional part of the album. Yeah,
1: it's on the it's on um he that's uh yeah, blame game. He's supposed to be like Kanye at the end of that song is like you left your voicemail on and I heard the whole thing. And that's supposed to be the guy who Amber Rose who is Kanye's ex-girlfriend. That's supposed to be like what he's saying to her. Right. Took me a now long that, time to figure that out by the yeah, way. Yeah, now that now that she came back. Yeah, you have to like like, I thought the first few times I heard it, I'm like, this makes zero sense. What is going on here? Like, where, what is this? And then, like, you listen to the last thing that Kanye says leading into the Chris Rock thing. And that's when you realize that, like, yeah, like he says it. He's like, you called me back and I heard the whole thing. It's
0: actually one of the only songs I like on that album. I don't really, Oh, I love that album so much. I don't like it so much. I've, I've l- given, I've given up on Kanye a little bit. You've, you've liked hip-hop and rap for a long time. I've kind of come late in the game to it, so I think my, my, my view of it is a little skewed. But the one thing that I, I will say that Kanye handles really well that I just can't stand in rap music is, and this relates to the discussion a little bit, is like having skits. You know what I mean? Oh, I hate it. I they, hate like, skits. Even stuff. like like Eminem is really notorious for this, having just like tracks that are useless, just like the stupidest. Yeah, shit. I think
1: I think Eminem is is actually I think Eminem's actually funny though. And this might be because I'm a bigger fan of Eminem than I am of Kanye West. But like like I think that if you hung out with Eminem, um, which could happen, uh he, he would come off as a guy who's just trying to be funny. Um uh, and, like, trying to be goofy with the stuff that he does. Like, in this skit where he's, like, talking with the uh, thing that cigarette um, smokers have to sometimes use, like... Oh, yeah, like yeah. Like, dead on South Park. Um, whereas, like, Kanye, I feel like he would... Like, he would just... I don't know. I feel like everything Kanye would do, it just comes off as arrogant. Like, when Kanye's trying to be funny, it just comes off as arrogant. At, at every time. Like, I don't... I, like
0: yeah i, don't I think I just,
1: he's too aware of his talents
0: i i think we're just i think we're just seeing him for two from two different sides because I, I don't i really don't and i've i totally understand you know you know when people say oh, he's he's arrogant because he definitely comes off that way i just i think he's misunderstood in, in that aspect but it, like you're right a, a few like a lot of the m M&M and m skits i've heard have been funny it seems like he's a funny guy
1: but i i i'm also of the opinion that the just get out, of, get out of here with them.
0: Yeah, well, it's also, I think rap is kind of, it's taken them a while to catch up to a few elements, and and, and I think t- two are the most important elements from, from my perspective. One of them is is live performances, because I remember, I loved uh, what was that, the Eminem Show album. I thought that was a great album. And then there was a live DVD from it. And they, they would only play like Half of the song, um, and I, I, I think like live, the performance aspect of it has a little bit to go, and I think the album aspect of it is sort of just now coming into into light. And I think something like my beautiful twisted fantasy is important for that because I guess it's something that was really taken very seriously by a lot of people who you know don't really take rap albums seriously.
1: Yeah, I, I guess, uh, I guess it's really hard to like if you haven't already established the album thing at this point like you're never gonna and, you know like CDs aren't really you know uh, music isn't really c- consumed by the album anymore
0: in general I think they're important though that they they're...
1: I I agree that it's, that they should be important and uh and they and they ought to be important. And like I still personally listen to my music by the album, like that. Like even if I, you know, I'm obviously listening to it digitally at this point. Uh, but it's, I still do it in. I'll listen to an album straight through. I don't like to listen to. I won't. Even, I don't even like to listen to like an artist on my iPod or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I like to listen to the album by album. I just don't think that uh, most people are.
0: I'm excited about this week's interview because I really like our interview subject. I like this work. It's, his name is Hiro Mirai. And if uh, you probably, you know, a lot of the directors we talk to, they have uh, great music videos. But admittedly, you know, the, their videos are for uh, more underground, uh, more indie artists. But hero uh, has got some, some uh, videos for some artists you've definitely heard of. Uh, he did the uh, H- uh, B.O.B. or Bob and Haley Williams uh, video for Airplanes, uh, what a- awesome video. The Show Goes On uh, by Lu- Lupe Fiasco, sexy ass video. Heartbeat by Enrique-, Enrique Iglesias and I can't remember the other girl. Um, Usher, who you probably have heard of, uh, DJ got us fall in love. And he's also got. Uh, a whole other block of some fantastic videos, whole savers, unbalanced pieces, uh, bus driver me time, which was Doug's pick, pick of the week, which is a fantastic video. Yeah. I um, was going
1: to, I talked over you to say that
0: it was, it was necessary. And, uh, yeah. the fray by heartless and a few other ones. We got to stuff up on the site. Um, Actually, it's heartless by the fray. That is right. Heartless by the fray.
2: My name is Hiro Marai, and I am a director of videos uh, and uh, and commercials. Um, uh, I don't know. Is uh, what else should I say?
0: I think that's good. That's good. Um, and uh, th- you know, the one thing that Doug and I noticed when looking at you know your music video catalog is mm-hmm. that there's a lot of definitely instantly recognizable names to to anybody who. Um, listens to the radio or, f- or is familiar with popular music at all, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we were I was just sort of wondering how that that you know journey took place from a you know getting into music videos and getting into directing music videos to maybe directing mm-hmm. um, some lesser known artists to, to then sort of getting on this in the, really the past year working with a lot of uh, really huge names.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been really strange. I got to say. Um, well, I guess the first part is um, uh, how I got into it. Um, I always wish I had a better story than this, um, so I might just make one up. <laughs> but, uh, but um, uh, I was in college still, uh, and uh, you know, I was kind of doing that thing where, you know, the end of the uh, end of the college college time is uh, ending, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Um, you know, I've, to be honest, I, I never really. Um, you know, I watched music videos, uh, but I was never, I never had intention of going into music videos. And, uh, in my senior year, I was, um, I was, uh, DPing like a phone, like a student project. And, um, my AC knew, um, uh, uh Ace Norton, who's a music video director at, uh, Partisan, Um, and she told me that, um, he was looking for DPs. So, um... Yeah, she passed passed in my reel, and it kind of um, just fortuitous situation where you know I had no place to go, and then uh, an Ace kind of a, kind of kind of ushered me into this whole music video thing. Um, so I shot I shot um, I shot a bunch of his videos. I shot a bunch of uh, different you know directors friends of ours, uh, music videos, and then uh, and I was working a lot with uh, Partizan because he signed a Partizan. And um, eventually they kind of started giving me little small small projects to direct on my own because they knew um, I wanted to direct. Um, and, you know, and I got to say, like, I knew nothing, you know, did, <laughs> doing it. Because especially DPing, you know, like, I'm calling myself a DP, but, like, you know, I was so green, man. And I mean, still am, but it's like, uh, it's, it's uh, it was definitely kind of, like, learn by doing kind of thing. Um and so yeah eventually i started directing more and more um and i really couldn't tell you how how the last few years have been it's been kind of a kind of a crazy just serendipitous thing um
0: was there was uh, there a point that that was sort of a a break for you
2: yeah i mean the first first you know legitimate thing i did for partisan was um uh, the block party video, um, which was like a, you know, like a $2,000 budget, you know, it was basically like all my friends working for free um, in this like shitty little warehouse in downtown um, and just kind of scraping, you know, scraping the barrel to get everything, uh, everything done. Um, and, you know, like uh, <laughs> after we shoot it, you know, we'll, you know me and um, uh, my friends at Ghost Town, which is a VFX company, uh, we just sat there for like, you know, like two weeks straight without, without sleeping, just kind of like, doing all the effects works our, ourselves, and you know, by any means necessary. Um, but since then, you know, like, uh, its jobs have kind of gotten bigger and bigger, little by little, um, and um, and yeah, it's it's been a it's been a weird ride.
0: And. In terms of in terms of the the block party video, I I guess is a good opportunity to talk about that because, I, I mean, it, it, you know a lot of your videos have um, you know that that effects element to it, um, mm-hmm. whether it's you know there's some if you haven't seen the block party video, to anybody listening, I'd highly recommend you check it out because there's some. Uh, d- maybe borderline disturbing imagery in there depending on, on, you know, what, uh, w- what you've seen before. Um, and then there's sort of maybe, I don't want to call them lo-fi, but they're more maybe old school techniques like the Enrique Iglesias video where there's, there's like a projection technique and you've used projection a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, d- uh, what is your relationship with, you know, the people that, that do your effects? How, you know, do you do any of those yourself and what part do you, uh, do you those? do see those effects playing in your music videos?
2: Um, you know, I, I was kind of, uh, you know, growing up, I was that kid who you know, was kind of a geek and, uh, uh, I did what I can to kind of like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but pirate, you know, like after effects and stuff. And when I was like 15, trying to figure out what to do with it. Nice. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't say I have like an effects background, but I've definitely dabbled in it, uh, enough to know what, you know, what can be done, you know? Um, so I definitely, you know, I kind of, and you know, when you're starting out in music videos and you have so, you know, so little budget, it's like um, you're you're doing everything you can to kind of get production value or even kind of like, you know, something that's eye-catching. Um, so I mean, I guess I guess the effects and kind of worked it into my treatment. Just that's one of the, you know, resources I I, I knew how to do. T- even with uh, with projection, which is kind of something that you know, I started playing with maybe like a year ago, um, you know, that's, that's essentially uh, X2. You just have to make it before you shoot it, you know?
0: So in terms of, uh, um, in individual music videos, um, one of the ones that, that Doug and I are both, uh, really big fans of cause it's just such a, a ridiculous on so many levels is the, uh, <laughs> is the bus driver me time video. Um, and uh, I, I originally just want to ask, where did that mm-hmm. concept come from, and did it have anything to do with the movie Big? <laughs>
2: um, I never made that question before, but you're absolutely right. There's definitely some big uh, influence in there. Um, um, I mean, I, to be honest, I really don't know um, where that came from. But I, I remember um, when I was a kid going to like Dave and Buster's and just being like terrified of those uh, animatronic um, bands. Because um, they had this like, just you know, they're they're animated, but they have this like terribly dead, cold eyes. Um, so I kind of fantasized. I always fantasize like, you know, it just coming to life and just destroying, uh, you know, just terrorizing children. Um, so yeah, that was definitely kind of like a, a strange moment on set where where everything was in place, and you know, it was a very low budget video, but everything's in place, and you know, we just seeing these kids running around in circles. It was like, like oh, yeah, this we actually made this happen you know like, like something i daydreamed about for for years and you know coming it, having it come come to life was a was a trip
0: and where did the actual puppet or the i guess the animatronic figure that comes to life where did where did that come from because it looks very it looks homemade but it's got a lot of sort of technical savvy to it
2: yeah i mean um uh, we me and uh my friend uh dane uh dane Roth, was uh was like um He's, he's actually been uh, always the guy who's helped me out with that kind of stuff since I was making movies in high school. Um, we just sat in our garage for like, you know, 72 hours and just just rigged this thing together. Um, you know, my producer, uh, Ross, Ross Gerard, um, you know, he comes in at like 11 p.m. and he starts cutting out like hand shapes and stuff. So it was, it was like a, it was a totally just sort of, sort of a DIY effort.
1: Nice. And was that? did you have complete freedom with that video? Were with, with, as far as the concept and stuff, did you kind of um, just go to bus driver with the idea and he approved? Or,
2: um, I, I think, I actually think I wrote a different treatment originally, um, but it had him uh, in it, and that one was a pretty out there concept too. But, um, but when they came back to us, they said, uh, he didn't actually want to be in the video, so that was kind of what what brought it back to the, the animatronic idea where, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to be in the video, but we can still have a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there are very little, you know, creative restraints on that one, um, which is kind of a great thing about about lower-budget videos because, you know, they, they basically just hand it to you and then you show it to them when they're done, you know? So how does that
1: that approach kind of vary when, when you kind of are then working with... You know an artist like usher who like you can't help but feature him and make make the video feature him uh primarily how how do you how do you approach those two different types of videos
2: yeah I mean that's that's something that I've been kind of you know um I feel like that's been like what I've been dealing with for the past year is uh trying to kind of translate uh what I wanna do with um you know like an artist's branding which is you know uh, at the end of the day, you know, like you know you can say that music video is kind of promotional material for the band. Um, and, and you know, with a guy like usher, like you know, um you can't really put like you know, you can't really, I can't go up to him and say, "Hey, I'm going to put a singing vagina on your head, you know <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, and, you know so it's always it's he's such like a you know, like guys like that have such like a iconicism, you know, and they have like their own brand already. That it's 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 sometimes difficult to kind of like try to wedge your, your ideas in there, but I'm um, I mean, in the last couple of months. You know, I've kind of embraced it a little bit just because um, you are dealing with something so iconic. You know, like um, it, it's 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 less wiggle room, but there's definitely something to play with there. You know,
0: and I think that that definitely comes into play in the DJ Goddess Falling in Love video with, with Usher because you've got. You know, two things working there. You've got Usher, which you know, as you mentioned, is sort of iconic in his own right, and then you've got the sort of genre, maybe you could call it, of you know, music videos that take place in clubs. Um, right, right. I I was wondering, you know, when looking in that, and when in the directing process in that, how did you how did you wedge yourself into that, and how did you wedge your you know your your directorial uh, view into that?
2: Well, I mean, you know, um, it's it's. So- Weird, because I, I never kind of grew up um, listening to pop music so much. Like I probably know more about pop music now than I did when I was, you know, a kid. Um, but you know, I was always aware of that drum of music in these videos, and you know, specifically with um, with uh, Usher, he's such a you know he's, he's an amazing dancer, you know, and that that's something that I rarely had ever had the opportunity to play with visually. Um, so that's the kind of thing that kind of I fixated on from the start
0: was one of the ways you accomplished that doing you know, adding in sort of Serial elements like having you know him stay in motion while everybody else, you know freezes and and, and effects like that
2: Yeah, yeah it's, um, it was basically just we just sat there in the dance studio and just watched him and uh, and, and his uh, dancers kind of uh, rehearse which is also a completely uh, completely new experience for me um, I definitely had like a out of body moment where'm I'm, like, I'm just sitting on the floor watching usher and his dancers dance <laughs> in, in the middle of the valley um but yeah I mean it's, it's a lot of it just came from watching them and just kind of trying to you know f- figure out what what motions kind of complemented effects that we're, we're trying to trying to achieve and you know it felt really really strange going up to usher and his dancers be like hey what if what if you dance like that? You know what I mean. I have no <laughs> dance experience, and I'm just like, I. Well. Uh, when you're working with an
1: artist who who needs to kind of maintain kind of this iconic status, kind of like Usher has already mm-hmm. established for themselves, um, how are you able to still maintain you know the authority required um, for a director to kind of get get their vision across? How are you able to make sure that? You get done what what you as a director needs to get done when you're dealing with somebody who you know always has so much at stake because they are they've reached such as iconic status.
2: I mean, that, I think that's that's kind of um, you know I think that's just kind of what happens with the with the, the bigger music videos. You know, you're you're the bigger the budget. You know, more more um, risk there to the level and you know um, more. Of a uh, artist with a with a kind of a brand that you're dealing with, so yeah, I, I do always think it's kind of like um, it has to be kind of a balance, kind of a symbiotic thing, because you can't really force anything um, that doesn't stick with a you know with a, your videos, and you know, like, like I can't I can't go up to Sure and ask him to. You know, <laughs> I can't do anything that, you know, I did earlier, for example, which was kind of like, you know, no artist kind of free for all um, with a video for Usher. Um, and so it's it's always kind of a kind of a balance, you know, because like you, you you have to kind of look at what the song is and who the artist is and see if, it, if there's anything that you can contribute to it visually. And. Um, and you know, it's great when you can when you can bring something else out uh, that, that's your own um, uh, inside the you know context of that that certain brand.
0: I read in a in a bio of you that that you paint and, and you know um, are involved in other graphics arts. Is that is that true? mm mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm. Um, I I mean, not not professionally so much. I mean, when I was uh, just starting out, I was definitely doing a lot of. I was basically doing every any job that anyone would give me. Um, you know, I, I did, I did storyboards, I did, you know, illustrations, I did, um, um, concept boards, um, I did animation. Um, actually one of the weirdest things I've ever worked on is, um, you know that show, uh, Wipeout?
0: Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah we do. We definitely, definitely know that.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I did the concept boards for Wipeout, uh, when they were pitching that show. Um, it, it was one of the most surreal, uh, surreal moments in my life where I was just kind of sitting in these guys' office and, uh, they're kind of throwing out ideas and they're just like, like, yeah. So the guys, you know, walking across and then they, they get knocked down and they fall into a, a vat of, uh, of mud. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. And the other guy's like, wait, what, what if, what if it's, what if it's ketchup? <laughs> and I'm like yeah, uh, that works too that works too um, you know like we do you have any ideas I'm like um ma- mayonnaise like, mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> they're like mayonnaise okay alright let's run with that let's run with that and, did you ever, and, and did you ever for, have to take safety into consideration with any of these ideas? Or <laughs> I have no idea. I was just there to draw what they needed, what they needed to be uh, drawn. You know.
0: And for uh, people who may not uh, may not know, what, what's a concept board?
2: Oh, uh, concept board is uh, it's basically just kind of sort of illustrations for like visual uh, uh, references for for pitches that they uh, um, uh, they put together for TV shows. So. You know, before that show was on air, uh, these guys kind of came up with the concept and kind of put like a pitch packet together, which I guess had my um, concept boards in there, uh, and then uh, they pitched it to NBC or whatever, uh, whatever network uh, Wipeouts on.
0: Now, it's it's, I, I it's interesting that, that you you come from sort of a, a graphic, you know, painting and 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 design or drawing background because, you know, one of the, the things we. We you know we try to look at on the on the site and you know in the in the podcast is is you know looking at music videos as as an art form, and um, you know it's it's in really interesting looking at your catalog because it I I feel like there's you've made so many different types of music vi- types of music videos oftentimes when you see a director they've made sort of one type of music video or made it in within a very narrow focus and and mm-hmm. you you you've got just a really Ex- really incredible amount of variety in there, um, and and I was really interested to hear, you know, in, in what would you say makes or, or is one of the hallmarks of you know uh, you know a hero Mirai video.
2: Um, you know, I always have kind of trouble with that one, just because um, um, I don't know. I, I, this, I definitely got a little bit of a like a contrarian uh, streak where I. I don't like feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm doing one specific thing. Um, and I definitely have my tape, but, you know, um, uh, (laughs) but it's kind of really hard for me to say what's, 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 what it is that I, you know, I contribute. I I just kind of, you know, I just kind of take job one job at a time and see what happens. You know, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not, but you know, I, I, um, I, I don't to try not to think about that too much, I guess.
0: Right, I know that's the worst question to ask any anybody who, who makes art is to define define it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the bo- yes. Um But uh, and actually, no, but actually, I, I think mentioned... that's
2: a legitimate question, though. You know, like um, like all the all the greats. You know, uh, you, you can definitely kind of pinpoint their aesthetic or their kind of taste and everything. Um, um, I, I guess it's just kind of harder for for me to do that, uh, just because uh, I'm just too close to me
0: and what what sort of influences that then i mean in terms of your your influence you mentioned that you know you didn't listen to a lot of pop music you didn't watch a lot of of music videos in terms of you know when you start off on a project when you're thinking about it visually is there any sort of is it what what influences that
2: um i mean i have a lot of you know i i as far as you know music videos like i i loved um guys like you know um like jonathan glazer and like um Chris Cunningham and guys like that. Um, I, I guess, I, yeah. Growing up, I, I kind of always liked the the darker stuff. Um, um, but, um, but yeah. I mean, my other my a lot of times uh, the other ideas kind of come from um, kind of like graphic design or illustration or um, uh, animation, just because that's that's always been something that's been in my life and I really enjoyed doing. Um, so even if it's not like a literal translation, that 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 stuff always. Um, always uh, stood out to me as a reference
0: now we definitely have to talk about the um blb or bob Mm -hmm. i'm not exactly sure which he prefers um Um,
2: i think you can call him (laughs) either i'm pretty sure which which one did you call him he's okay with both Uh, Yeah, I I would call him Bob because that makes me sound like I know the guy.
0: (laughs) Well, we have to talk about the music video for Airplanes because it was, in terms of music videos that are huge hits, that was uh, a a gigantic hit. It was nominated for four music video awards, MTV Music Video Awards, Um, and I was interested to hear, you know, the the process you know behind the scenes of that of, of how you were approached for that project and and how the concept came about and where it came from
2: um how, how did that job come about well i mean um for you know that that's one of those songs that like i could have made just four minutes of just black screen and it was still would have gotten crazy millions of hits on youtube it was just <laughs> the song is just unbelievably big um you know so i, I can't take too much credit for that but um, when the, you know, when the song, um, uh, came to me, it was probably, that was the biggest budget video I had done at that point. And, um, I forget what, what I was coming off of, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, got, I got the track and, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it, you know, I liked it. So I kind of, um, I kind of just started drafting up this treatment with, um, um, that's kind of where the whole projection thing started for me too. Cause I was, at that time I was really obsessed with, um, you know a uh, video projection, uh, projection mapping uh, videos that's been all over the all over the net. Right, uh, right. Where they project onto buildings, and you know it crumbles and does this and does that. Yeah. Um, so I've always really wanted to do that for a music video, um, uh, and you know it's it's. I was just like, why why don't people do this for videos? You know, um, and then soon I found out that it just it's like. It, it's almost like the exact opposite of how m- regular music video uh, production goes, because you have to do all the posts beforehand. Um, and, you know, uh, really, you know, regular, regular music videos usually give a very, very small um, prep time, um, you know, with our exceptions. But I think, like, that one was especially crazy, because we had to, I think the job awarded, and then we were shooting it three days after that. Um so I sold them on this on this projection mapping idea and then of course we have 3 days to make it happen. Um so so, so I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome that it awarded, But then I'm sitting back and I'm like, "Oh, now we had to do it." And uh <laughs> and, so, and so once again, it was a lot of uh me and the the effects guys not sleeping and just trying to figure out, you know, because we get, we got to lock down the location for us before we can, you know, figure out what we're projecting on there. Um, and, um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was really, really crazy. <laughs> and it was one of the, it's probably the most anxious I've ever been on a shoot just because, uh, just because like, you know, we, the projection mapping software, uh, we never used until that day because we didn't even have time to test it. So we were all kind of running on theory until we got to set um, and of course, you know, all the effect guys, effects guys that are helping me with the, with the projections, you know, they, they, they hadn't slept in like three days and they got huge bags under their eyes. And we have like a 16 hour shoot you know, ahead of us. It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was intense. It was definitely intense.
1: So um, how, how are you able to, um, you know, because you said you said yourself that, uh, you know, with a song that was such a hit. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to get a lot of attention online. How are you able to still kind of, you know, pour yourself into a project, you know, you know, knowing that it's going to be, you know, already get this success, you know, and and it's probably going to end up, you know, a lot of the recognition may go to the artist, you know, first. How How are you able to kind of sustain those long hours and everything like that and still kind of, you know, keep it going?
2: Well, you know, always, it, no matter what size the job or what kind of job it is, uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I, always kind of, I think every, you know, me and everyone who, who, you know, I work with or friends of mine who are music video directors, and they, they focus on the job at hand. So, you know, it's, it's to me, it's, it's satisfying if we can get through a shoot day and I, and feel like we got some good stuff, or you know, cut things together and it just feels like something that, that. You know, we set out to make in the first place. So I, I guess when I'm when I'm making it, I'm not too conscious of um, of uh, you know how it's going to be received or how that fits into the whole you know um, um, marketing of the song or you know what I mean? It's 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 kind of like uh, it's it's so it's so fast the music video thing. Um, that you're kind of lost in the moment and then you, you have time to kind of think back on it after you make it.
0: Tunnel vision, in a way, I guess?
2: Yeah, tunnel vision. And that was partly, like, OCD on my part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, did you, did you end up going to the... Or did you get to go to the MTV Music Video Awards as a result of the video?
2: Well, um, actually, um, I opted out of going to the actual thing um, and because uh, they, they, were, they were only, you know... Um, uh, I kind of wanted to like celebrate with friends and whatnot, so uh, we did this like we we did this thing that we almost never do. We like rented a um, rented a room in some fancy hotel, you know, and um, and just got drunk and <laughs> watched the VMAs. <laughs> uh, but the funny story about that is um, my editor uh, my editor Isaac Isaac Hagee, uh, who's pretty much edited everything I've done. Um, In the middle of the party during the VMAs, he uh, ran through a glass plate door accidentally (laughs) because he just didn't see it uh, and just got cuts all over his body. um, And we had to rush into the emergency room. Um, so there's like this big whole fiasco, there's just glass everywhere. And he's like bleeding out of his face. And, uh, and we finally get him to the emergency room and, uh, by the and I finally come back to the living room where the TV is. I'm like, man, I cannot believe that happened. Oh my and then, and then one of my friends who's watching the show the entire time comes up to me, he's like, oh, Hey, uh, the show's over. Uh, you didn't win anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So that's, uh, uh, the perfect end to a perfect night.
2: Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I got to say that I think that is way more memorable than, than, uh, than what, you know, than like, if you would have won <laughs> or if I'd gone, you know, oh, okay. um,
0: now, um, there's one more video I got to ask you about because you're, you're the first director that we've talked to that's gotten to direct a really sexy ass video. And I'm talking, of course, about the Enrique Enrique. Why can't I say his name? Enrique Iglesias uh, Mm. heartbeat video featuring Mm. another woman whose name I can't pronounce. Wait, you're
1: not talking about the Frey video? That's not the same.
0: No, that was a sexy video, but this is slightly sexier. Um, Dude, you guys are
2: twisted, man.
0: (laughs) That's just Doug. Um, But uh, and for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's. Enrique Iglesias is topless pretty much almost the entire time um, and it also involves you know the the, uh, the projections that that you had used in in the airplanes video um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm curious as to the ex- experience that that is like because it's um, it seems like it, it'd be a lot different than sort of a normal, uh video shoot and sort of the, the the you know the atmosphere and and the whole directing process was is it a different thing having directed so many different types of music videos
2: yeah i mean it's 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 every shoot is so different the vibe of it you know um and that one i i had to say like the the sexiness the sexy vibe is you know it's all it's all Enrique and Nicole, you know, like I, I don't, I don't have a sexy bone in my body. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and I just kind of set up the you know, kind of like the setting for them to do their thing. And, you know, um, like everybody's just kind of watching the monitors and like, you know, Enrique is like, you know, just, just, doing his thing. And we're all kind of like swooning at the, at the monitors. Um, <laughs> uh, and as I was going to say, that was also one of the most relaxed shoots I've, I've ever been on. Um, just because the, I gotta say the dude is, uh is just like a really easygoing, nice guy, which, you know, I, I gotta be honest, like I did not expect that at all, but he was just like so easygoing and just kind of like, you know, kind of, fun so it definitely made the shoot itself kind of uh kind of low-key too
0: i'm uh and what about the his his female counterpart part was she as uh, equally as because she's a little bit more scantily clad throughout the throughout the video
2: yeah i mean i gotta say those those two were both totally comfortable um you know and it's not it's not like we had like a crazy clothes set or anything it was you know it was it was kind of like an in it was kind of a smallish crew, just because we didn't, you know, we we weren't, um, you know, the setting was kind of like a like a studio space, and all we needed was a projector, um, so it was it was kind of a smallish uh, crew, so I guess that helped, but there wasn't really like a like a sense of like, all right, it's a close set, everybody leave. Mm-hmm. It was, just, you know, they're super comfortable with what they were doing, and and you know, as far as I know, there was no real uh, real like awkwardness.
0: That's always good because the, the yeah it doesn't seem awkward in the final final product.
2: Yeah, um, I mean also help that those guys were uh, they're, they're friends already and you know yeah um, they're super comfortable with each other, which, which definitely always helps.
0: Uh, is there anything in the pipeline right now that uh, that we should be aware of? That's uh, that's happening that you're you're making.
2: Um, you know, I'm just pitching on a bunch of different things, so I'm, I'm not really sure. But oh, you know, um, I did this thing for Juicy Fruit. Uh, oh, uh, I saw those. They're so sweet. <laughs> they're pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, they're they're pretty pretty crazy stuff. Um, the What's... one with us, Sarah Silverman just came out. It's like a, uh, it's it's like a Muppet unicorn. It's like a serenading unicorn, is what they call it. Are they all and, you? Uh, you made them all? No, I made the. The most recent campaign. I think this is kind of a extension from what they did last year. Um, oh right. Yeah, but this year uh, I did um, three kind of full length music videos, um, uh, and then the final one that just came out is starring uh, Sarah Silverman. It's got uh, Aerosmith as a, as a track or something.
1: And you did uh, you did the one the Gangsters Paradise one, and then the one with that. Uh... Uh, that kid, I don't know his name.
2: Yeah, yeah, Keenan, uh, Keenan uh, C- Cahill. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's awesome, oh my gosh. Oh my god, yeah, that, that, I actually, uh, when we did the Usher video, um, um a friend of mine sent me a link to his cover of the Usher song, and it, had, <laughs> it already had, like, more hits than our official video. Of course So, it so, so we're like, why don't we just do that? <laughs> oh man of course like you couldn't you couldn't
1: put that kid anywhere you could, that's what he's got to do his thing exactly, Does, exactly. Uh, I think that he doesn't even memorize a lot of the lyrics sometimes he's not even saying the right thing it seems and it's still just so captivating
2: yeah, yeah that was just, great just he just sells it you know in his performance he, he just kind of like compensates for everything with uh with uh with his performance do
1: you do you, re- you recreated his bedroom? Did, that, did you did
2: you Yeah, to just... yeah, that was uh, that was really fun actually. Um we just re- we just created this collapsing set uh, using like the YouTube re- YouTube videos as a reference. Oh, and, no way, that's yeah, and and I had a such a trippy that that's definitely one of those, you know, mind uh, out of body moments, you know, where uh, Keenan's just like performing to the camera and there's like this like three-quarter set behind him that's about to like split in half. <laughs> that looks <laughs> just like his bedroom at home. Right, oh. right. And then not it's not like... Serious. For you. Oh, my God. It's so weird, man. And then you look around, there's like, you know, there's like 30 people in the crew. And I'm just like, I'm... And, you know, I'm sure, you know, when, when he's doing his videos, it's just like him and the laptop. So it's just like it's such a weird moment, man. Yeah, right. Completely yeah. opposite him.
1: That is
0: aw- In terms of... I mean, you've worked with a lot of... Is there anybody you get starstruck with or anybody that you've uh, really enjoyed meeting? Because you've worked with a lot of, like, celebrities.
2: Yeah, I mean, um I, I you know, I, I I just uh it's been just really surreal that way. I wish I wish I could tell you I was like playing it cool, uh, when I was meeting all these people. <laughs> just like you know, stuttering and being like, uh you know <laughs> <laughs> Um Oh but um uh recently I worked with uh, Luke Lu and I have been like a long time long time fan of his. So it was definitely a, definitely a really cool to meet him. Um
0: a lot of tracking shots. A lot of tracking shots with Lupe.
2: Yep, a lot of tracking shots. A lot of tracking shots. Um, yeah, that was that was the entire video, basically.
0: Is there any? Yeah. What was the the sort of concept behind that? Because it, it seems reminiscent of. I can't remember. There's this comedy intro where a guy sort of goes through the hallways of of or, you know. There's like
1: a there's like a hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. I did one. Yeah, Dave yeah. Chappelle did one. Yeah, like Chappelle
0: Chappelle did one so, yeah, it's sort of like a a comedy uh, type um trope i guess um -hmm. did that did that idea come from a a pitch by you or is that something that came from him
2: um well uh that i think that came from us um i'm trying to remember yeah i mean i I always really kind of liked the idea of of you know behind the scenes you know at a a show there's just like so much hustle and bustle happening to make this you know one one event happen you know yeah um so i was definitely always kind of you know attracted to that 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 like behind the scenes of a spectacle, spectacle kind of thing. Um, of course, you know, like a you know dressing room would never be that far from the stage, but <laughs> we, just, we just really wanted to milk that, you know. Yeah, he walks uh, like
0: half a mile to get to the. Yeah,
2: stage. It's, it's, he like exits a building, and now you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man! But uh, was that a real? Sh- was that uh, well, obviously not a, not a real show. But um, are the people at the end are those? Um, Filmed at a different time, or did you get a did you fill a theater with people?
2: Um, we had about maybe like twenty people, and we just we just duplicated the crowd. Nice. Uh So if you look closely, you'll probably see repeating heads in the crowd.
0: So that's it's uh, giant battle scenes in concerts. Yeah. Two yep. definite awesome uses for uh, cloning people.
2: Yeah. Um, Have you guys heard about this uh, inflatable crowd?
0: I have heard who who used that. Um, this is I, that rings a bell. There's a director that is sort of like famous for using that. Um, it's
2: so weird. Have you, have <laughs> have you seen, ever you seen it? it in person? No, no. I wish. I kind of I kind I want to see one in person. I uh, my friend of mine sent me a link the other day, and uh, it was like this business that just just solely does inflatable crowds, and uh, and uh, they show you pictures of close-ups of the guys, and it's like. You know they're all in wardrobe and have this. You know again they have these like creepy dead eyes, and there's like there's literally like fifteen hundred of them. It's it's so weird, but it's hey it works. They say know. it's
0: cheaper than than the duplication or like doing a lot of CGI. Um, if for like for certain situations, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm I would love to see it in person. Um,
0: inflatable crowd. I, I don't know. well we'll look out for your next video that is entirely made up of inflatable crowd. Yeah, that's Remember. what I'm
2: going to write
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> um either well, that
1: or you need to you need to find another artist who was in a Robert Rodriguez movie. <laughs> because that's that's uh that's that's pretty impressive that you're like, "Oh, hey Enrique, hey Usher, you guys both got directed by Robert Rodriguez." <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, i don't know i don't know why i doug doug was that. waiting
0: for that the whole interview and there was
1: no you have no idea there was up. no setup i i double checked i double checked that Robert rodriguez directed the faculty and indeed he did and so i was sitting on that one you guys i'm sorry oh man and i saw adam was about to close the interview and i'm like all right fine i'm just pulling the trigger i'm just pulling the trigger out of nowhere So, Uh, if
2: Robert Rodriguez directs me or I direct Robert Rodriguez, does that complete the circle?
1: I think that Lupe Fiasco has to be in a Robert Rodriguez movie.
0: So sweet. That was Hero. Uh, Really, really cool guy. Um, Yeah, he. Has done some really awesome stuff. I love the, the Lupe Fiasco video that he did. The show goes on. That's such a. It's a great song, even though Pitchfork hated the album, which I didn't understand. But Pitchfork hated the album. Yeah, they gave it like some like ridiculously low grade and said it was like I th- it was awful.
1: Maybe they're they must be big, maybe uh basing it on his prior stuff. I think it's it may be the weakest of his three albums. Yeah. But it's just it's a different it's a different kind of album you know than the other ones.
0: And, oh, we're talking about Lasers for anybody who doesn't know uh,
1: Yeah, Lasers I mean, I still, I still like the album a lot But I'm also a really big fan of Lupe Fiasco But um, but if you're asking me I go the cool food and liquor Lasers As my order of Lupe Fiasco albums From best to worst mm-hmm.
0: I can, and, when, you got, when you only got three albums it's uh, that's, that's still, you know, to be three of three is not that bad
1: yeah, no, he's fresh, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And I don't think it's going I mean obviously he's not declining like a lot of rappers tend to do. Mm-hmm. Um he, you know, he's at least not for me. I like his second album. Um but I, I think I like the work of Hero Mirai the best. Even better.
0: I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the saw the story about making airplanes um and sort of Having to put that together so fast, because um, I can. I mean, we've all had the experience of having to put something together really, really fast, and you know, you know, put something really complicated together in a really amount of time. So it's good to hear that something. I mean, "Airplanes" was nominated for music video of the year award, for MTV Music Video Awards. It was a really huge video. Um, I like the song as well. In terms of pop songs, it's a, it's a, it's a really good, good, solid song. So it was good to hear that those kind of experiences even happen even to the heroes and all of us. Oh, I just made that up. That was
1: awful. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what people would be more offended by. Who would be more offended? That uh, Hiro Mirai, because of that really cheesy joke, or B O B for calling his music pop?
0: Oh come on! If there's any rapper out there who's like the pop rapper. It's Bob. B. I mean, I th-
1: I I don't know. He, I I kind of disagree. I'd say I mean his singles maybe are have been pretty poppy, but um, as a matter of fact, his last mixtape. It's a name. Yes. No. No genre. Hmm. So I think I think you'd get a fight from Bob.
0: B. Yeah, but I mean,
1: I didn't say that you you were necessarily inaccurate mm-hmm. although i may th- i may believe that but i didn't say that what i said was bob would be unhappy with you
0: hmm. well if B-O-B, bob is listening which i'm sure he is it's likely. sorry, likely man i just think i'm sure he has some really good like mixtape stuff and i'm sure but he's got a lot of really poppy poppy stuff
1: what about uh what about and this was on his album um, I got the magic.
0: That's not poppy at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, rivers, rivers, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. good video. Oh, that's it's an alright video, but it's uh, that's good. I no, like, I'm I like th- rivers. Th- I'm,
1: th- I'm talking about letters from Vietnam, though. That's not poppy at all.
0: Uh, I haven't heard that one actually.
1: It's a bonus track, but you know,
0: uh, sometimes some of I don't us, get the bonus tracks.
1: Some of us know things. It was an iTunes bonus track, however, so maybe you should have. But yeah, that's very not poppy. Check it out. It's not my pick of the week, but because it doesn't have a music video.
0: But uh, well, what is your pick of the week, Doug?
1: Uh, Should man. I go first? Uh, no. I think I'm good. I I'm hoping I'm gonna hope that because because we just packed in a ton of intros. I'm hoping that the intro where we're talking about comedy music videos makes his way into this episode and I think it will. I think it will because we spoke about it already and you guys mm-hmm. heard it. Um because my my pick of the week is is I'm 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 going unconventional here. Really uh, unconventional. I'm going with two videos. I'm going with two videos for my pick of the week because I just can't decide. That's valid. That's valid. I just can't decide. And it's it's a fight between, and I don't know how, like, I don't even, I don't know what song's playing right now because... They're probably
0: both playing over each other.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. And then when I say the name, one will stop. Mm-hmm. So the first video I choose is, it falls into the comedy or a comedy... Section, um, where they both, both of these songs are by s- uh, people who are more comedians than anything, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, the first one is Reggie Watts, Fuck Shit Stack. Uh, this is a tremendous video, hilarious video. Um, it's directed yeah. by Duncan yeah. Skiles, um, yeah. of Waverly yeah. Films. Oh, word. Uh, yeah and Reggie Watts is, is one of the most talented people uh, in comedy right now, one of the most talented people in beatboxing right now. And maybe even one of the most talented people in hip-hop, really. I mean, he is just, he's talent and hair. He's just hair on top of talent, what Reggie Watts is. Um, and Fuck Shit Stack is, uh, is, I mean, there's no way to capture Reggie Watts through through media. Like, Reggie Watts is best consumed in person, really. He's just that that kind of that kind of guy but but i think that if any type of media ca- ca- can capture what reggie wants is it's this fuck shit stack video um so that's pick of the week one and second but not least is bo burnham words words words, words also directed by Duncan Skiles. This video is also very hilarious, has a lot of cool visual effects, and is also very hilarious. And so I did two picks of the week, unnecessarily,
0: because
1: I decided I couldn't decide. Um, Adam, before you give us your pick of the week, a false sense of what do you think of those videos?
0: The words I, Well, I love Reggie Watts uh, And the fuck shit <laughs> sack is actually a video That I've watched over and over again because He's a very uh, He just has a personality That really comes through on camera And the whole effect of the large head um, Really emphasizes that And plus the, uh, the lead dancer is Babe, and I have a hipster crush on her um, Although I'm not a hipster myself uh, I have lived among them and, and, and many times the bull burnham word word words there's no words words words, words to describe that it's a uh, ridiculous video man you're
1: just you're just making these jokes rain today aren't you
0: yeah and I just I just thought of that like but you had
1: the hero joke in the cannon waiting.
0: No, not at all. Okay,
1: so Maybe. both of those were off the cuff. Nice. Both of those off so, the cuff. I think I think that I've decided that this is only going to be Reggie Watts playing this whole time. I'm okay with that. I think that I think that I'm okay with that. But um, but we won't let the Bo Burnham video go unmentioned. Um, I also would like to say to you, not nah, to just to do to prolong your pick. As so much as I can I would like to say to you that No one's allowed to say that they're not a hipster Because
0: That makes you a hipster So my pick of the week <laughs> Is Like we're, if we're doing comedy picks Yeah let's do it That's I mean you set this up mm-hmm. I set it up And probably no surprise that I'm going to go with the lonely island pick Boo! Sorry, I, 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 I love him, and flight of the Concorde. Uh, I,
1: I'm not gonna sway you. No, I won't. Go go with your lonely alley pick.
0: Well, I feel like the flight of the tenacious D. <laughs> so my one is Boombox, <laughs> but uh, oh. featuring Julian uh, Casablancas from the Strokes, and I first of all I, I love this song. I think it it helps that I that. This, the song, first of all Um I just think that if, Okay, so The idea behind the song is Anyway, go listen to it I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get, uh Starting to think I shouldn't be as, like Describing music videos to people I feel like that's Like describing a scene of a movie succinct.
1: So what you're saying is that the way I do Pics of the Week is way better? So,
0: exactly, yes Um so anyway, it uh, aired on Saturday Night Live as the digital short, as did uh, pretty much everything that Lonely Island has done. And uh, like most of their videos, it is directed by Kiva Schaefer, who is the one... They kind of have different roles. Andy is kind of the uh, guy in front of the camera, Kiva is the director, and uh, Yorma deals a lot with the music. And it takes place in the 80s, which I think it does a really unbelievably good job of um, it, it, they really get the detail down to the there's a scene in a country club and if uh, if you grew up in the 80s you really feel like you're there because the title of the song is Boombox and nobody's had Boombox for um, quite a long time anyway, it's just one of those videos where you I don't know, you can't really dis- describe why you like it it's just really well edited um... There, uh, Fred Armisen makes a cameo which is fun there's a line where it says I saw a Spanish guy doing the Bartman and uh, the Bartman guy is uh, Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live which is always fun who else makes a, a cameo in this who's the guy who's the oh Bobby Moynihan from Saturday Night Live there's a bunch of Saturday Night Live people in here um, but anyway that was the, that was the worst talking about a video ever
1: I will say He's though just, you do you do lose that's fine and, like, I was almost disqualified. I picked two videos, and you still lost. That was horrible. But I will say this to save you, even though I'm talking about a different video. Fred Armisen wins for best cameo in a Lonely Island video. He does. He's a he's, he he Spanish guy, doing the bar, man. He owns- well, I'm, I'm going to even give it to him for a different video, though. You ready for this? Uh, I'm giving it to him for I Ran So Far. It's not even on the album. The song, I don't think. It's um, Sam. Oh, is it? A, is
0: it? A, I've seen so many of
1: them. Adam, whatever from Maroon Five, and and uh, uh, Fred Armisen is Alchemist. Oh, Dinejad.
0: the Alchemist one. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. Yeah.
1: He is the best. I think that maybe he probably wins just for everything. Armisen. Great.
0: I Although like I don't like that. his, I don't like his Obama impression. I think, no, it's not a good Obama impression. I think Jared, no. Jay Farrow
1: should do the Obama impression. Did you see? Have you ever? Did you see any of the episodes of Portlandia?
0: Mm-mm, I know he's in that, right? Though, right? Yeah, and it's uh, produced by Lord Michael's. So that man's hand is in everything.
1: I know that's gross.
0: adam and doug since i i don't know skype seems to be calling your voicemail for some reason i love skype um you may have walked into an area where uh where um we don't get reception but uh anyway if we don't get to talk to you again that the uh, you know whatever we got uh, up to that point was uh great so um hope, hope to talk to you soon hey i think it's just you and me now